Welcome to the MFR Coaches Podcast, where we talk about how you can create a six-figure MFR practice. I'm your host, Heather Hommel. Not only have I been practicing MFR for 11 years, I'm also a life and business coach, especially for MFR therapists. My goal is for you to understand how to get fully booked, how to talk to your clients, and how to make sure they understand what's possible for them with MFR treatment. I'm here to help you stop under earning, overworking, and burning out. I'll lend support so you can create the MFR practice you've always wanted. Learn how you can do it too, even if you live in a tiny town, and even if you're just starting out, and even if you've ran your practice for years. Let's go. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the MFR Coaches Podcast. I am joined today by one of my coaching clients and my friend, Julia Chick. She's the owner of Fractal Body Works in Westlake, Ohio. Julia, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Tell the audience a little bit about you and yourself as an MFR therapist. How long have you been doing MFR and... If you can remember what brought you to coaching in the first place. Yeah. So before doing MFR, I was an occupational therapy assistant. I'm born and raised in New York and I moved to San Diego about five years ago now. And I moved to San Diego to do an internship as an occupational therapy assistant. And at the time I was dealing with some really troubling health symptoms after going through numerous doctors, even neurologists to kind of rule out like serious things like MS, nobody had answers for me. And then I discovered myofascial release and it was actually called San Diego myofascial release. Uh, Shannon treated me. Um, if she's listening, thank you. Cause she changed my life. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, yeah. So I had several sessions there and pretty much resolved my primary issues. I was completely amazed by the work and it kind of catapulted me to learn more about the work and take the courses as an OT and use it on my patients. And then I just kept seeing amazing results one after the other. And was like, oh my God, this is the missing link in healthcare. This is it. So I ended up quitting my job, ended up serving tables to make ends meet while I went to school to get my massage license because I'm an assistant. So I had to get that license. Mm-hmm. And that was the beginning of the series of events. I just ended up finding my niche. Okay. So you found your niche, which is MFR. You became a massage therapist in order to do MFR. What was going on in your practice? Like, How were things going when you decided to come for coaching? So I opened up my practice in November of 2019. And in that first year... I think it was a good solid year before I found you, you know, it started off really slow, like couple clients, you know, maybe a week. And then I was just kind of going based on what everybody else was charging, you know, not looking at the facts, (laughs) just comparing what everybody else is charging. What, what feels good in my mind? What would people pay for kind of thing? Mm -hmm. So, you know, I ended up being busy, steady, not like booking out, but 12, 14 clients, which was what I wanted at that time, 12 to 14 clients per week. And I just was really unhappy with what I was making. I think that first year of business, I made, let's see what I make, 45,000. Okay. And were you kind of working your ass off to make that? I wasn't because I was about 12, 12 to 14 clients, but I wasn't like booking out. 
And I felt like I wasn't giving clear direction to my clients either. Mm-hmm. You know, school taught me the mannerisms of, you know, the massage, even though I didn't, don't do massage. And yeah. we're not really taught how to be a business owner. You know? yeah. So I'm just figuring everything out. And my fascia lace were, were taught how to do the techniques, but not be a business owner. <laughs> right. Yeah. And this is the thing, like anyone who has the seminars really can start a business because yeah. people will just inevitably find you and want w- what you have to offer. But right. if you have like a specific way of setting up your business, like you mentioned earlier, like with facts and data and liking your reasons behind things, then you can really create exactly what you want. So right. when we first started working together, it was the first group coaching that I offered, which was like October, 2021. And I remember this so clearly, you were moving to a new location and you you wanted to raise your rate. You had a lot of reasons why you couldn't raise it, right? There was a lot of drama. Yes. (laughs) Can you remember what you were thinking back then and like how that felt and like what you were so scared of? Oh my God. When I changed my rate, which by the way, I increased it to 50%. (laughs) Yeah. It was no small feat, right? Like you were like, I'm joining coaching and my goal is to raise my rate 50%. That's a big goal. Right. You know, I was really scared because I felt, you know, who does she think she is to charge this much? I'm not an expert. You know, Mm -hmm. I've been practicing my alpha release for two years. I felt small. I want to interrupt you. At that time, who did you think you were? Like, how were you thinking about yourself? Do you remember some of like the sneaky thoughts you were uncovering? I have some of them written down if you don't remember. (laughs) Yeah. If you want to bring it up. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So some of your sneaky thoughts about yourself were that you were stupid. And that oh, you yep. didn't know enough. Do you remember yes. that? Yes. Yeah. And I think that goes along with that idea of like, who do I think I am? Mm-hmm. Which seems to be a really common theme for people right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So thinking that that's where you were when you started, who do you think you are now? And what do you believe about how smart you are? I think I'm incredibly smart. I was just telling you before I did this podcast, I did a whole thought download and it all started on me just saying how stupid I am and what who do I think I am to be on this podcast? But then it turned into, I'm powerful. I'm on my way to become a six-figure business owner. And yeah. I started this business on my own. Like I can do this. I'm very resilient. I'm booking out to mid-March right now. We're actually yeah. past that now. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. And the other thing that I just have goosebumps right now because mm-hmm. you were thinking when you went to raise your rate, like it's too big of a jump, mostly because you were thinking other people in your area were more qualified and charging less. Yeah. And <laughs> you went to work hard on really liking your reasons behind your rate Mm -hmm. increase. And I also wrote some of those down. Your reasons behind charging what you charge is because you wanted to travel. You wanted Mm -hmm. to work less. You wanted to go to as many MFR seminars as you wanted. You wanted to feel better in your body. You wanted to be able to take four weeks off of vacation and not have to hustle in order to do that. So those were all like really, really good reasons behind changing your rate. And as you went through this transformation of changing your rate, at one point, like, cause you would just come to coaching like really miserable, right? <laughs> Especially the first round. Yes. Yes. The first <laughs> round. So she's, Julie came back for more because repeating MFR coaching is the same as like repeating seminars. You're going to hear it one way the first time you do it. And then you have a huge transformation and then you see it a different way as long as you want to be in it. So yeah. So you would come for coaching and you would just be 
like on your rate raising deathbed, right? And one time I was like, I'm going to put you out of your misery. Just don't raise your rate. Like, let's just not do it. I feel like you transformed right then and there. You were like, I think I did too. I was like, no, I don't yeah. want to. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> Why are you telling me this? <laughs> yeah. So funny. Yeah. And when I said that to you, what did you think? I just kept thinking, there's no way. There's no way. I want four weeks off a year. Mm-hmm. And that is the rate that I need to do. And then I wanted a comfortable number of clients where I feel good in my body. Yeah. So it was really important to me to do that. Yeah. So we're in the future now. You raised your rate by 50%. You moved (laughs) to a new location. Mm -hmm. And what happened? Yeah. So I increased my rate in December. And I remember after I increased it, I didn't get any new clients for like two weeks. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh my God, my business is crumbling. What did I do? Why did I listen to Heather? Yeah. And that's when I signed up for the second group of co- coaching. And then I offered help to my yoga teacher. And he had amazing results that only after one session, he made an announcement to the class about my work. And I just got like six appointments from that. And then it's just been word of mouth. It was kind of just ignited my confidence too. Yeah. And then the second group of coaching just kind of pushed me along, solidified my confidence and my belief that I can do this work because I never had a doubt of the power of myofascial release itself. I was doubting myself that I can facilitate it. Yes. I think that's such an important thing to uncover and so common among just like therapists, healers in general is who am I to be the catalyst for these results (laughs) that clients are getting? Like, is this real? Because it's so astounding and amazing. Like we have to pinch ourselves and be like, oh yeah, this is real. And I also think it's very easy. I don't know if this has happened to you, but to sometimes question and be in disbelief and like, and stuck in that versus like the miracle of all of the things that are working and that are happening for your clients. Oh yeah. Happened to you. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. So now that you've raised your rate and you can look forward to taking time off, what is it like to walk into your practice every day and know that you are fully booked? You're booked out for a month at a time now or? Yeah. Until um, March 22nd. Okay. We just were talking about that too. So I'm going to ask you about that in a little bit. <laughs> okay. But what is it like now when you walk into your practice and you are getting the rate that you want and you're helping a lot of people and you're fully booked? It feels really good. You know, that's another thing I wanted to bring up too, is it wasn't even just the rate change the coaching has helped me. It's helped me become a leader to my clients and providing service. I felt like my clients before, and you're probably, you remember <laughs> my first year before coaching, I would treat clients like two or three sessions. They would get better. Bye. See you later. Yeah. You're like, I'm oh, good. Thank God. You don't have to pay me anymore. Linear. <laughs> yeah. So it's really just, you know, not leaving it entirely up to them for their plan of care, kind of being the leader and discussing that better. Yeah. So. And you're still kind of in the learning curve of that, right? Because yes. you were so... <laughs> I think I wrote something else down here was you felt responsible for getting results quickly because of how expensive it was. Yes. And you felt guilty <laughs> if they had to come back. Yes. <laughs> how do you feel now if they have to come back? Are you still working through that a little bit? A little bit, but I feel better. I feel better because I'm getting a lot more treatment too. Yeah. Um, I actually just got treated today. So I have Love a little it. bit of a myofascial release brain right now. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> but 
I think just by getting treated, I'm realizing too, it's not just like two and done, you know, that's how my primary symptoms kind of resolved a little bit in San Diego, but it flared up like a year later. Mm-hmm. The whole, I think it's really important as a MFR therapist, we really get treated often. And that's something I've been really pushing myself at least several times a month. Yeah. I think yeah. in the middle of your price increase too, like you had a huge healing crisis. You came back from like a <laughs> couple of seminars and you were yeah. like, <laughs> you're basically like, I'm probably going to die. Why even raise my rate? I'm miserable. Didn't you think you like had physically hurt yourself? Oh yeah. I thought I had to go get like an MRI or something. Right, yeah. I my neck was something seriously wrong. Yeah. And so the cool thing about that and for everybody else in the group to witness was like your brain is a human brain and like your body is a human body going through what all of our clients go through. And because you were experiencing that and then also able to get coached while in that, you could see how much drama was surrounding it, how much fear (laughs) and how that was making your pain worse and making Mm -hmm. it last longer Mm -hmm. because you're resisting it and being afraid. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what our clients go through. Oh, yeah. And it like just goes back to what John says of like, you can only take your clients as far as you're willing to go yourself. And by putting yourself in harm's way in quotation marks, because we know a healing crisis is harmless, but by putting yourself through that and being willing to do the painful work, then you are much more qualified to take your clients there too. Like it's Mm -hmm. just going to happen for them much more naturally than if you've never unwound, never had treatment yourself and have only relied on seminars for treatment. Right. I think that was also a transformational marker for you was that moment where you were like, oh, I'm having a healing crisis and like <laughs> literally nothing has gone wrong. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Cause I've had those before, but they were more emotional. That was mostly physical. I just mm-hmm. was so uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. You were uncomfortable about everything right then though yes, too. And a, lot, and a lot of stuff was emotional. Yes, it was. They're not separate of each other. Yeah. (laughs) And it's amazing how much when we resist one, like if you're resisting emotions, like it shows up as physical pain in the body. If you're resisting physical pain, it's probably showing up as like anger or depression or something in the body Mm -hmm. as well. Yeah. Like we just can't separate it. So totally. So you got through that. You survived. You've survived (laughs) all of it. You're on track to have a six-figure year, if not this year, and like the next year, like you'd be really close. <laughs> I would imagine it's only... Oh, no. It's going to happen this year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's inevitable at this point. Mm-hmm. And I also want to like just point out too, you've only been in business for two years. Mm-hmm. Like that's <laughs> insane. Yeah. I think most therapists... Well, most... I think it's above average to get to a six-figure business for most people in general, when you're an entrepreneur. And then also as a female and also as a massage therapist to be working 15, 16 hours a week and you make 100K, like that's super awesome. Like how do you think (laughs) about like, what's your self-concept that can create that? What do you think about? What do I think about to get there? Yeah. I just think about how powerful this work is. Honestly, it's just amazing what this work can do for people. And it feels so good to provide these results to improve their quality of life. Yeah, It's really powerful. And as an OT, what my career was before, I felt very limited and depressed on how much I can help them. Mm -hmm. And I'm so happy I found this career. I'm so happy that I had health issues to make me come here, you know? And I think that's how a lot of MFR therapists find this work is through their own issues. 
So it's amazing. And I'm going to continue to be a student and love it. Keep going. Yeah. Keep going. Yeah. So good. Okay. Let's go back and talk about your rate again, because your transformation has helped so many other people in the group because the current group now gets to watch all the coaching you had the first round. (laughs) And most of them have been able to really self-coach around the coaching you got at that point. So you doubled your rate. Mm -hmm. And... When that was going on, what was the hardest thought for you to overcome about that rate change? The hardest part, honestly, was just that to me, it felt really high. I have that money story that nobody can afford it. And, you know, I didn't grow up super poor. We had food on the table, but we certainly lived paycheck to paycheck. Mm -hmm. And I was raised by a single parent. I was aware of, when school taxes were due as a kid and how much it was. I just knew so much about money and I saved money starting when I was young, almost like hoarding it. So it was hard for me for a while to spend money. So when I thought 150, nobody's going to come, nobody's going to want to pay this, right? Mm -hmm. So that was a big hurdle to overcome. Yeah. How do you think you overcame that? I overcame it by looking at the results, writing the list of clients that have made huge improvements after six, 10 sessions. Some of them I I haven't seen in a long time and because I know that they reported being better. So I I see those results and I'm thinking, that's worth it. That's worth 150 an hour. Yeah. Most of the time the answer is it's priceless, right? Right. It's priceless. It's priceless. It's I pay more than that for my myoflash release. It's I will, because I know the potential of what this work can do. Mm -hmm. I think that's really important to point out too, for the listeners is like, if you aren't willing to pay for MFR, like if you are a therapist out there and all you do is trade for it, I think it will be harder for you to command any sort of rate for the MFR because you're not even willing to pay for it. So it's, again, it's one of those things like, you can only ask your clients to do what you're willing to do. Are you willing to travel for it? Are you willing to pay for it? Like all of these things. Not that you have to go and torture yourself to get it. But when you are paying for it, you do see it in a different way than when you are trading for it. I say get as much MFR as you can, however you can. But that's something to think about. Because I know a lot of therapists are very hyper-focused on getting it for free, trading for it. Mm-hmm. You know, What that's if you point. don't have to? What if you can just go and be the patient and like really take care of yourself and not have to turn around and take care of somebody else. That's important. When you were thinking no one could afford it, like what's your thought about it now? Cause you obviously like got through that. <laughs> like I said, it's just knowing the power of what this work can do, like avoids surgeries and medications, doctor visits, which all cost so much money. You know, before I found myofascia release, which I think that was 150 an hour. I think it was around that. And at the time, by the way, I thought it was very expensive. (laughs) But I spent so much money on all these doctor visits and the neurologist that had a high deductible. And I think when I think about it like that, I'm like, this is nothing. And this work is gentle. There's no side effects. Exactly. And think about the cost of all of the time off you have to take, all of the missed work. Like you're Mm -hmm. not earning any income when you have to do that in most cases, or you're cutting into your valuable paid vacation time. And I'd rather go to Hawaii than sit in my bed because I can't move. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Yeah, That's that's important to know. So 
the rate transition has happened, you've moved, you're fully booked, and now you are really working on what to do with the overwhelm that you feel by being so booked, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> if we would have had this conversation in October and I was like, Julia, the end of the story is that you become fully booked and you're overwhelmed from that, would you have just <laughs> laughed? Yes, but I would expect that because that's me. I was like, because I actually did feel that. I was like, well, I don't want to get too crazy. <laughs> 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 too much goodness going on. Yeah. 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 So funny. So how are you dealing with this new problem, the overwhelm of having people booked out? Yeah. So, well, I have a couple new clients tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And what I do is, you know, I my next appointment is not till March 22nd. You know, I talk to them about how this works. It's not a quick fix, one and done. Mm-hmm. you're likely going to need more treatment. Minimum of six is what I like to recommend on a weekly basis. And I suggest scheduling them out from when I'm available. So that week of the 22nd and the following six weeks after for weekly. Yeah. 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 Perfect. And we've been working together to figure out like how can you allow your schedule to be open so that people can take advantage of the open days and not necessarily only leaving it available to current clients, like <laughs> educating the current clients on how busy you are getting so that they can take responsibility in, in booking out as many as they want, helping them see how many they want and need, like what is your suggestion coming up with a treatment plan together. And then also you being like a good gatekeeper and a good steward of your own schedule so that you are making sure that you have your time off planned and when you're going to seminars like for the whole year. I think mm-hmm. people when I teach that in the group, people are like, whatever, I'll just know when I'm going to take time off, right? Or I'll just do it for the moment. Right. But when you start having these next level problems of being fully booked, which it is stressful, believe it or not, mm-hmm. you want to be able to still command those new clients to be coming in and being drawn to you so that you always have an endless flow of clients. Like you are your best referral source. You didn't pay for any advertisement to get this way, Mm -hmm. right? You've just been continually putting out great work and your name all over this great work Mm -hmm. (laughs) for itself. So how's that coming with you getting your schedule organized and... Good, good. I'm going to open up my schedule a little bit more today. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think it's just managing, you know, the scheduling system. I use massage books, so I'm trying to manage it so I'm not having gaps and everything. Mm-hmm. So it can get a little tricky with the blocking time and everything, but I do want to do that because I'm noticing I'm getting people emailing and calling me for scheduling and I'm like, yeah, and you don't want <laughs> to have to deal with that. That's the point of having online, right? Like Right, exactly, exactly. So I need to open up more. Yeah. Yeah. That'll be good. And you kind of have looked at your schedule to figure out when you want to take time off. And now you're like considering it for the rest of the year. Yes. Yep. I already blocked it off. So now I know what weeks I'm taking off and everything. Yeah. So that feels good. Yeah. It's nice to have that to look forward to. And then I also think when you know when you're going to be gone, you can start talking about it way in advance. And that also helps to keep you really booked. Because Mm -hmm. whenever clients are like, noticing that you're getting full and they're not going to be able to get in, they're going to take the extra minutes it takes to think ahead to book out those sessions. Right. I do it like my facial person, right? Like she's super busy and I would hate if I ever got dropped off of her schedule (laughs) because you can't get back on. 
Yeah. It's the same with this. Like I would hate to drop off your schedule and like have to wait two or three months to get in. Like that would Mm -hmm. be hell. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's so funny that you say that because I think you said that last time, like, oh, I better book my hair appointment because she gets booked out. I booked it for like the rest of the year. Yeah. Like why not? Yeah. Because I'm like, well, she's already booking out. So I better put these appointments in. (laughs) And I think too, when you educate clients that that's an option for them, they'll be excited and they'll want to do that. Right. It just sometimes just does not occur. And we just, we get in the habit of doing everything last minute or we wait until we feel like crap to book our self care. Like, what if we just had it booked in advance and we got to skip the whole part where we feel like crap before we take care of ourselves? Yeah. So it's just really like finessing that message that we give to our patients as they come in and, you know, like sneaking in those little subliminal messages about like, get on my schedule. And, you know, like, how do you feel? How do you want to feel every day? Yeah. Really making them think about what outcome do they want? Right. Yeah. 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 (laughs) So good. Okay. So group coaching is getting ready to enroll again for the next round. What advice would you give to anyone that's like worried about spending the money, worried about earning their money back? Any of those fears? Maybe you had those same fears. What would you tell those people? I certainly had those fears, but my business is doing way better since I started coaching. The first group coaching, it really helped with my confidence, being a better business owner, and really just figuring out my data to determine my rate. So, you know, the first coaching, I'm not going to lie, I was pretty uncomfortable. I was definitely a little pushing it away, but I I did it. You know, I, I set my rate. And then I already made money though. I think December, I sold packages when I was offering them. I made that money back. And then I signed up for second group coaching, which honestly, I got busy before the second group coaching. And I was like, why did I do that? (laughs) (laughs) And then you got engaged and you're like, and I have a wedding to plan. (laughs) But honestly, this second group coaching has been so nice. It really just solidified my confidence in doing this work and being a leader to my clients. Like that is what the second group coaching did was to help me be a leader. First coaching was all about my rate. Yeah. So this one is just how do I be better therapist for my clients? And I have to say too, I really enjoy the camaraderie of the therapist, our space that we have. Yeah. You know, I live you know, in Cleveland area. And there are some therapists out here, but we're not super close. I feel like I'm on this isolated island. And mm-hmm. as a sole business owner, I get pretty lonely. So it's really nice to have that space where we just talk and talk about what's going on. We cry. Yes, <laughs> um, we I think there was a lot of crying this week. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but today, I one of the girls in our coaching came out to work on me because I've been in a lot of pain Mm -hmm. and it's just really nice. It's really nice to share that space with others. Oh, I love that. I love that you said that. And I agree. I think the container we've created together with all the therapists that are in it, because both last group was awesome too. We have a lot of repeaters in this. Oh one. yeah. I love like both 50, of them. Yeah. 50, equally. Right? But just that weekly check-in with everyone and just knowing like we're all on the same mission and we're not in competition with each other. Every time someone wins, like it helps the person that has not had any wins be like, Oh, I can do mm-hmm. that too. And then they start seeing all of the places where they are really coming along. Mm-hmm. And I think... Yeah when you start out and other people are doing good and you're not, it can be a little bit intimidating. But in this room, 
everybody's winning. Everybody's rooting for you to come along too. Like there's this like open invitation, like this is for you too. It's like, there's no special unicorns in this room. It's for Mm -hmm. everyone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And also I forgot to mention taking a seminar in Sedona this year and it's four of us that are going to meet together from coaching. So Mm -hmm. it's cool. You know, we get to meet each other. Yeah. That's so fun. I love that. I love that. And I think other people are doing that in the group too. I know there's like a big Texas, <laughs> big Texas group of people. I'm actually going to go meet all of them in April because I'm going to be in Austin. So I'm like, let's all go out to dinner, you know? So mm-hmm. it's just so fun to know that you have a group of people from all over the world. Like pretty much wherever you go, there's going to be someone from group coaching mm-hmm. now. Yeah. Yeah. That's fun. Yeah. So I, I highly recommend coaching. It's worth every penny and you'll make it back. So... Yeah. And not only that, my goal is for you to make it back right away. If you were just doing this to lose money, I would not have a job. (laughs) And not only that, but this work, this coaching has applied to my personal life too. There's a lot of, you know, some heavy stuff going on in my family. And it's just been really nice to put it in a different perspective with this thought work. You know, business bleeds into your personal life. It is your personal life. So it's, it's really powerful, this coaching. So I'm grateful. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. Well, and this is the thing. You can only get out of coaching like what you allow yourself to be coached on and you've been extremely coachable. It's uncomfortable. And it's easy to get super <laughs> defensive. That's most of people's like mode to just go into and be like, ah, I don't need this. Yep. This is uncomfortable. But you've even when you felt uncomfortable have taken the coaching and really done your work on your own time. Mm-hmm. And that shows in the result that you have. And yeah. in the kind of person you are and in just like, there's no way that you're stupid. <laughs> like, you're too smart. Like, yeah. <laughs> so I want to just take a minute to celebrate like the accomplishments that you've made in group. Do you want to share some of your numbers? Like maybe what you were yeah. making monthly before and then what you're doing now? Sure. So monthly, so it's hard to say. Well, last year I made about 45,000. I think monthly I was averaging about Maybe around 4,000, I would say, a month, 3,500, 4,000. This year, I've made 14,000 so far. I still have a few days left of the month, and I took one week of vacation. Last quarter of 2021, I made 16,600. That includes two packages that I sold in December that I no longer offer. That's Um, awesome. Yeah. Almost met in two months what you made in the last quarter of the year. Yeah. Yeah. And then March, I'm, you know, no packages. I'm already getting fully booked. I think March is going to be my best month. My goal for first quarter this year is 26,000. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I would say that's probably as good as done. I love that. That's so fun. (laughs) And that's the other thing we do in group is like we come up with these goals so you really Mm -hmm. can work towards it and figure out, okay, if my goal is $10,000 or $30,000 in this quarter, like what are the actions I need to take to get there? How do I need to be feeling in order to take those actions? And what do I need to be thinking in order to feel that in order to do all that Mm -hmm. stuff to get that result? So that's kind of the model in a nutshell. What do you think about thought work and the model? At first, I didn't like it. I was like, what is she even talking about? This is stupid. I was resistant. I was heavily critical. I'm not going to lie. I can't even watch those first videos of me because I was probably... Yeah, I'm sorry. I probably was a bitch. I don't know if I could say that word. (laughs) Yes, you definitely can. Yeah. Okay. I was definitely not 
agreeing with it. But now I see the power of it. It's really helpful. I use it even in my personal life. Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, it works. And setting goals is important. It is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I love too that you brought that up because I think lots of people are resistant to the thought work in the beginning. And they're just kind of like, I think people come to coaching thinking that I'm going to tell you exactly what to do. And mm-hmm. then you just go out and robotically repeat what I say <laughs> and you will have $10,000 every month. Yeah, And like, yes, I have a metric shit ton of resources for you and lots of shortcuts and lots of like, just do this. Don't waste your time with that. But the bulk of the work is figuring out that your thoughts create your results. And what does that mean? And how do you apply that to your business and your life? And once you figure that out and you know how to do it, like you said, like you are using it all the time, mm-hmm. it just becomes what you do. Like you put everything through this different lens and the world is no longer just happening to you. You are right. happening to the world everywhere you go. It mm-hmm. puts off a different energy. Like, you know, I'm sure you feel different in your body, different when you walk into your space than you did before you knew how to use your thoughts for good. Oh yeah. Yourself. <laughs> hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> so good. Well, I'm so glad you were here. I think your story is, is incredible. You're definitely a superstar and I've been begging you to be on my podcast for weeks, <laughs> so everybody knows. <laughs> so you're finally here. I'm so excited. So for everybody that's listening, if you'd like to check out Julia Chick, you can find her at fractalbodyworks.com. She's also on Facebook and Instagram at Fractal Bodyworks. And she has a really cool logo. It's like a half thumbprint, half like stump of a tree, right? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. So check Some people out. don't know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, oh. I, a lot of clients don't. I'm a part therapist would know. <laughs> yeah. It's really cool. because But I love cool. it. Yeah. yeah. It's so cool. All right. Thanks again for being here. And for Thank everyone you. else, thanks for listening. And we'll see you next week on the MFR Coaches Podcast. Bye. Thanks for joining me this week on the MFR Coaches Podcast. Check out my book, The MFR Coaches Guide to Having Your Own Myofascial Release Business. Autographed copies are available at my website, www.themfrcoach.com. Kindle version and print also available on Amazon. Follow me on Facebook and Instagram at The MFR Coach for more info on today's topic. As always, subscribe to the show to catch every new episode and leave us a review so we can continue to bring you fresh content. See you next week.